0: praise the lord we thank God for his goodness and his mercy it's another sunday it is october the 24th uh, 2021 and uh, it is raining outside where i am uh, and uh, god is good we needed some some uh, some rain uh, in our Uh, in our area. And we thank the Lord for that. God is good all the time. And we are thankful every time we get an opportunity to serve him and to get into his word and find out what he wants us to do, because that's a big part of going to the word. We find out what God wants us to do. Let's go ahead and begin with our scripture reading. Uh, We are in the book of um, Psalms chapter 27. Um, As always, we start at verse uh, one. The Bible says this, Uh, Psalm of David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and failed. Though hosts should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord Therefore, will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy? I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy upon, also upon me, and answer me. When thou saidest, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies." Verse number 12, deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. May the Lord have a blessing to those that read, hear, and do his word, um, as we always say, and we're going to keep on saying it as the Lord puts it onto my mind. The blessing is in the obedience. So I pray that when you're listening to these uh, lessons, no matter when you're listening to it or where in the world you may be listening to it, what country, it doesn't matter. But when you listen to it, I pray that God move on your heart in such a way that you are motivated and you are inspired, not by me, but by the moving of the Holy Ghost to be obedient to the words that you hear. The words that you are being spoken, you ought to be che- taking those words. Don't take what I tell you on face value. Don't just do that. God has given you a word, given you the Bible, given you the scriptures yourself so that you can check what I'm saying against that. You ought to be checking what anybody is telling you. Don't you ever take anybody for at face value when they are speaking the word of God. No, try all things by the spirit, amen. Try them. Bible teaches us to try the spirits, whether they be of God. You make sure, don't just listen to anybody who tells you anything. People can be telling you stuff that sounds pretty close, but it actually is not close at all. Now, brothers and sisters, we finished up our uh, series. Uh, It ended up becoming a six part um, series. Uh, We had intended to do just uh, five, but the Lord blessed us to go a little bit further with that. And uh, in that series, we talked about finding God or the God who allows us to find Him. Okay. Amen. Now, um, the scripture text was Psalms 27, and we looked at um, really primarily verses. I would say verses eight and nine is really where we where we where we zeroed in and kind of took that that from um, when thou saidest seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. That's verse eight, and then number nine says, Hide not thy face far from me put not thy servant away in anger thou has been my help leave me not neither forsake me o god of my salvation and so verse number 9 is an and 8 and 9 are where we pretty much kind of camped into and really verse 9 um Um, In particular, especially when and you'll see that when you go back to some of the previous lessons in that in that series. Now we're beginning kind of a new series I don't know how long this will go probably just um, two or three maybe uh, if if that. Um, It might even be one. We will, we'll see what God has because we always want to go with what God has. And we're looking at verse number 10, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Verse 11, teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in the path, um, in a plain path because of mine enemies. Verse 12, deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies for false witnesses are risen up against me and such as breathe out cruelty. Now, I want to talk about a subject um, today as we lead into this, and I think this is perfect. Um, We'll really kind of use verse number 10 for a backbone or backdrop of this. Um, We're going to get into a little bit um, and and really kind of start talking about uh, abandonment. This is a really big topic, really something that needs to to be discussed. And, And brothers and sisters, the word of God doesn't shy away from any topic. I haven't found the situation or the circumstance or the scenario in this world, in this life that is not represented in the scripture. The Bible covers the width and the length and the breadth of the human con- condition. God absolutely speaks to everything, every situation. Sometimes we tie, we kind of use for an excuse not being able to find the exact verbatim scenario that I'm in. Okay. And you have to remember the situation, that's that that's not going to be something that you're going to find. Meaning that you're not you, you you're you're not getting ready to find if 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 uh if <laughs> if you are on um um, let me put it this way. If, if you're, if you're hooked or for, if you're struggling with addiction and let's say it's a drug addiction. Okay. And there is a particular drug that you are addicted to, or you're struggling with. Well, no, you're not going to read the scripture and find that particular drug. This stuff was the, the word of God was, was written thousands of years ago. It was compiled. God had the authors compile his words, thousands of years ago. So no, you're not going to find a reference to the exact drug or thing that you are struggling with. But what you will find is in the scripture, you're going to find where people dealt with substance abuse. You're going to find all that, all of those things. So what am I saying? The word of God speaks to the human condition. It speaks to the spirit behind. It speaks to the, 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 the mindset. It speaks to, it goes beyond the outside. Okay. You, the, the outside can have any coat of paint, but it speaks to that engine that runs underneath the hood. Hopefully, that makes that makes sense. And the, the word of God is not old. It was written. It was compiled thousands or uh, centuries ago. It, it was compiled a long time ago. Yet, for with with the time in which the word of God was compiled, for all of this and all intents and purposes, though it was compiled over the course of centuries, and this was done thousands of years ago, yet the word of God remains timeless. Amen. And that's a wonderful thing. The word of God, don't ever let the devil trick you into thinking that the Lord don't have a word for you. God got a word for everybody. God's word speaks to everybody. It speaks to everything. Don't let this world and the enemy's use of the world trick you into thinking that you cannot find deliverance, no matter what the circumstance or no matter what the situation is, by going to the word of God. This world and the enemy will want you to think that your solution is going to be found in the world. But the reality is that the, your deliverance no matter what it is that you need to be delivered from is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Does that mean that there are things in the world that 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 nothing in the world is used? absolutely nothing in the world is actually, actually is helpful in your deliverance or will aid you absolutely not. That doesn't mean that at all. God uses many different things and many different 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 people. There are many different things, but when God makes use of the things of this world to assist in the deliverance that he's bringing to you, in other words, maybe God will will make use of a doctor, physician, or someone like that, you got to understand something. That person, when God makes use of it, it don't take the glory away from God, and it don't trump itself up over God doesn't try to magnify itself over God. No, God uses whatever he uses so that you might give him glory in all things. Amen, amen. So keep that, keep that in mind, keep that in mind. So we talked about um, those things and we're gonna talk a little bit about um, uh, abandonment, um, Lord willing. And really what we're gonna talk about is the grace for the abandoned or, or um, being able to find grace in in aban- being in abandonment because it's, it's hard it's hard at times to deal with abandonment but there are so many people that are struggling with that um for many different reasons for many different reasons David opened up when Psalms 27 verse 10 he said where my father and my mother forsake me he says then the Lord will take me up He didn't say if my mother and my father forsake me, he didn't say they might, the word says, when my father and my mother forsake me, when it happens
1: because, and this is important to know. Because people will drop the ball
0: in your life for any number of reasons. And sometimes it will be those that are closest to you. David said, when my father and my mother forsake me. Now, when he says my Father and my mother. What David does here,
1: amen, is
0: he brings out one of the closest connections that a person can have, one of the most intimate connections that a person can have that of the parent-child relationship. He takes it and he uses the greatest example of relationship. One of the greatest examples of relationship. One that covers
1: everybody. Glory to God. We're going somewhere. He uses father and mother.
0: But he does not use husband and wife. Watch, watch where we go. Watch this. He says, when my father and my mother forsake me. Didn't say, when my wife leaves me. Or my husband leaves me. It doesn't cover that. Because not everybody will marry. And there's a point that is being made here. So David doesn't use a relationship that may or may not be a reality for some people. But what he does use is a relationship, a connection, if you will, that is universal among all men. Because male or female, you have a mother and a father. Doesn't mean you know them. Okay? Doesn't mean that you know them and these are these are all topics and parts of abandonment and things that we'll, we'll we'll talk about but regardless of that there is a connection whether it is active or inactive in that life there is a universal situation if you are on this planet earth then you have a mother and you have a father. If they have passed on, you had a mother and a father. This don't have nothing to do with the quality of the mother. Has nothing to do with the quality of the father. This is not to say that they were a mother or they were a father to you. Doesn't, we're not talking about, we're not that is has nothing to do with it. But this deals strictly on the natural basis. It's what I'm talking about first of all. Then we'll drill into some of the other stuff. He said, when my father and my mother forsake me, he uses the highest form of relationship known to man and the one that is universal among all men and women, that of a parent-child relationship. Now, the point of this is not just the restriction to the father and the mother, but the point of it is, glory to God, is that we're talking about a
1: forsaking that occurs among the ranks of a relationship that should have maximum importance.
0: Now, for some people, it might not be. It might not be the actual mother and the father it might be somebody else that means something the point is is that it is the one with the closest relationship to you the one that means so much to you david says when my father and my mother forsake me Glory to God. Glory to God. We're going somewhere with this. this. Somebody that means something to you. Someone that you have a connection to. The highest form of that would be the mother and the father. But But what God would have us know today and what we're driving at today is to bring you to the mindset where even if it's not a mother and father for you, what we're talking about is abandonment or for the forsaking or being forsaken by those that are closest to you. Now you put in whoever that person is or may that person may have been, but this is the person. I want you to understand something. There's a, there's, there's a reason, there's a reason Glory to God there's a reason for all of this David said when David said when my mother and my father forsake me when my mother and my father this is the person that that these are the people these are the ones that have the closest the deepest relationship with you. These are the ones that are in your inner circle. These are the ones that you feel closest to. These are the ones that you haven't attached. These are the ones where you'd go above and beyond. These are the ones where you'd go that extra mile. These are the ones that, that, that help settle you. These are the ones that, that Bring color to your life. These are the ones that leave you feeling that, like, if anybody, if everybody else was gone, I can make it. These are the ones that are in your corner. These are the ones that you that that you feel would always hold you down. These would be the ones and and, and champion your cause. These would be the ones that you feel that are always going to be your promoters. These are the ones that you feel will always have something good to say about you. These are the ones that you feel like your opinion will never change in their eyes. These are those.
1: And yet David brings
0: to light a reality, a phenomenon in the ranks of close communication, something that occurs and can occur at time. David said, when my father and my mother forsake me. Now, the word forsake here, uh, when you take that word, we've actually covered this word before, and actually we just left that word when we looked at verse number nine bible says "Hide not thy face far from me put not thy servant away in anger thou hast been my help right leave me not neither what forsake me O god of my salvation well when you get to verse number 10 this particular uh using of the word forsake amen um is the same does it it, 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 it has the same meaning as the previous word okay of forsake that we that we that we dealt with and when we talked about um forsaking we said what we said it meant to abandon amen and i told you we're dealing with abandonment but we're gonna and lord willing we're gonna get to that grace in abandonment because there is some grace oh glory to god and i'm glad about that but we but we got to deal with the hard part first and then God let us smooth it on out god willing in this lesson forsake means to abandon and we covered this before and as we get into our scripture here, when my father and my mother forsake me, he's talking about the same type of forsaking, which means to abandon. Now, we told you before that that it has twofold meanings. OK, we told you that it meant to it, it had in one instance, it meant fallow ground. Okay, So in verse number nine, when the scripture says, leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation, what is being addressed there or what is being talked about with that usage of the word of, for, of forsake, The idea that's being communicated is that of fallow ground. That's what is really being talked about. But when you get to verse number 10, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. When you look at forsake here, it's the same word, but the context of this is different. Now you're talking about individuals actually leaving you. Amen. Beforehand, we talked about the positive and the negative side of fallow ground and what that meant and how that's an agricultural term and what that all means. But when we move to verse number 10 and we pick up forsake, it's not the latter meaning, which is to leave fallow. Okay. It is the former meaning, which simply means to forsake or leave behind. Amen. So when he says here when my father and my mother forsake me what he's telling you what he's saying is is that when they leave me behind when 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 he's saying he in this instance he's talking about when they walk away he's talking about when when they when they when they check out and here he says my father and mother amen okay but what really you need to keep in mind That it's beyond just the father and the mother, but it is that person. It can be when you take this and apply this to you, and I apply this to me. It doesn't have to be specifically my biological mother or my father. It can be that person or those people who have fulfilled that role in my life. Amen. Amen. These are the people that I count on. These are the people that mean something to me. Okay, these are the people that mean the most to you. David says, when my father and my mother forsake me, brothers and sisters, you need to understand some things. The Bible teaches us that all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. There is no man or woman on this earth that does not have sin. There's only one that ever was exempted from that. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's because he was exempted for that, that he was able to purchase salvation for you and I, amen. We needed him to be sinless and glory to God he was. And I thank God for that. And you ought to thank God for that also, amen. Nevertheless, when we move away from that and we move into the realm or the arena of man and we look at ourselves, then when it comes to us, the Bible teaches us in the book of Romans that all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. Amen, amen. David said, when my father and my mother forsake me, how is it possible that this thing can occur? Because all have sinned and fallen short
1: of the glory of God. Brothers and sisters, The best thing that you can do
0: for yourself. One of the best things that you can do for yourselves. When it comes to relationships and connections. Of the different types. And obviously we are not talking about anything that is unholy. That is, that is against God. You're not going to be blessed in any of that. So we're not talking about any type of relationship that the word of God does not authorize, okay? So we're not getting into any of that. So we're gonna, with the assumption that you are in a whole, that it's, 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 a, it's a right type of connection or relationship. One of the best things that you can do
1: for yourself to help ease sometimes the inevitable sting
0: of abandonment when people walk out. And it doesn't necessarily mean that people walk out permanently. It could simply be in a situation or a circumstance or a particular scenario where you really needed a person. It doesn't have to be the total fight, you know, um, abandonment in, 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 its, in all its ugly finality doesn't have to be that it could just simply be abandonment in a situation in a circumstance nevertheless it was a circumstance in which you were relying you were counting
1: on something one of the best things that you can do is that you can leave room for people to be human. You got to make room, don't put, never put, so (laughs) an old
0: saying would be don't put all your eggs in one basket. And the truth of that is
1: And the truth of that applies even here. You have to take people off of the pedestal that you have placed them on. Hear what I say.
0: There are some people that are on a pedestal Because up till now, they have not disappointed you. They have always come through. Because they have been relatively consistent. And amen. Especially if it's good. Especially if it's good. But because they have been relatively consistent and have shown themselves faithful, sometimes the recipient of
1: that faithfulness can begin to take it for granted or take for granted
0: the fact that this person's been relatively consistent, so much so that in their own minds, we begin to create a persona for that person an idea, an image of a person who would never fail and who would never falter. But the Bible tells us that all have sinned and have fallen
1: short. Abandonment can come for a variety of reasons. One reason in which it comes
0: is as a result of dashed expectations. You expect it more. And some of it is because you put a person on a pedestal that they never asked you to put them on in the first place.
1: And they were batting a thousand all the way up till that one moment. where life threw the pitch and that person swung and missed. Not just once, not just twice, but a total strikeout. And so, because they were on a pedestal that they never should have been on in the first place, the failure began to take on extreme properties. And it began to be taken as Just the total
0: tarnishing of that person's image in your eyes. And because they were in the wrong place in the, it, to begin with, because you and
1: I put them there,
0: we found it ourselves unable to really recover from that. And so now the feeling of abandonment that that person's let you down,
1: and maybe they did. But had you and I made room for the eventuality, the possibility that this person could drop the ball,
0: then the fall or the fallout, I should say, would not have been as great. David said when my father and my mother forsake me when they turn around and leave now you understand when he says when they forsake me this is not a
1: a accidental forsaking
0: but when they leave when they simply don't do the right thing. They literally go the other direction and they go without
1: you. When my father and my mother when those that are supposed to lead me, guide me, nurture me, protect me, when they decide in those moments that I'm not gonna do it today. That's their job to do, yet they decide I'm not gonna do it. It can leave a person with the scars of abandonment. When my father and my mother forsake me,
0: loss is and can be hard regardless of the area in which we lose, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, you can plug and play the scenario. Loss is hard. It just is. And if you're listening to this and you've ever lost someone or something, doesn't mean that they've necessarily have passed passed on. But again, that connection in your life that you really value and you really wanted to keep around, but it's not there anymore. Loss can be hard.
1: It can even be devastating. Loss can turn
0: your world upside down. Loss can shake you to the foundation.
1: Loss can cut deeper than you thought anyone could get to.
0: Loss can have you feeling a way that you never thought you'd feel. Loss can have you entertaining ideas and thoughts that you never thought you would have. Because after all, loss is a favorite time of the enemy and one that he so commonly
1: checks right in on, hoping
0: to ride the wave of loss to propel you into sin and disobedience.
1: Loss is a hard thing. And
0: sometimes when it happens, you just can't help but feel some abandonment that comes along with it. You see, by nature, we form bonds and we crave connections with others. And this is a healthy thing. This is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Amen. And there are many ways to connect. Many ways, many different ways, whether you're connecting physically with a person, um, emotionally with that person, spiritually, there's many different ways many different methods of connecting. They can be on the deepest of levels and they can be on the most surface of levels.
1: Could be the sending of a postcard, streaming a video or
0: taking a phone call. And it could be as deep and as intimate as just coming together to pray as the saints should do. Man should always pray and not faint.
1: Working together. Side by side, elbow to elbow. Connections
0: with others are are things that we crave and that we desire. And it's healthy after all.
1: It was God Almighty that first revealed to us
0: that his intention for us in our original design was not for us to be isolated. Look at Genesis chapter 2. Look at verse 18. Give you a couple scriptures here. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Amen. Ecclesiastes.
1: Chapter four, look at nine and 10.
0: Ecclesiastes nine and 10. The word of God says this, two are better than one. Because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, now I want you to watch the language here. If they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, For he hath not another to help him up. Now, a lot of people skip this part right here. Verse number 10 says, for if they fall, he didn't say if one of them just fall. He started out with if they fall. Meaning that all men have the potential to fall, even your friends, even those with the closest connection and relationship to you. He said, if they fall, that means you're going to fall sometime. For as much as you are, going, you are disappointed by the failure of someone else, you, sir, you, ma'am, are going to in turn one day disappoint somebody else. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short. And Ecclesiastes tells us, for if they fall. If they fall. Now, if, meaning they don't have to fall, but he says if they fall, both of them have the potential to fall. Brothers and sisters, if you walk by, <laughs> if you, this the word of God, is still true. Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill
1: the lust of the flesh.
0: You and I don't have to fall to every temptation that comes up. The Bible tells us that with every temptation, there is, has been made a way of escape.
1: All men, because of our sinful nature, have the potential to fall.
0: But just because you have the potential to fall doesn't mean you have to fall. And you won't fall. I won't fall if I yield to the spirit. If you yield to the spirit. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe unto him that is alone when he falls. For he hath not
1: another to help him up. God didn't create, create us to be isolated.
0: He didn't create us to be on our own. No, that's not what he did. So the thought and the desire to have connections is a natural thing. God created us from the very beginning. He told he he told that it's not good for you to be alone. So it was God's desire. Amen.
1: It was God's desire
0: that they not be alone. For those of you who have the Deuterocanical books, Tobit chapter 8, verse number 6, you created Adam and made him a helper, a supporter, his wife Eve. And from both of them came the seed of the human race. And you said, it is not good for the man to be alone. Let us make him a helper like him. Amen. That's Tobit chapter eight,
1: verse six. God
0: created us to have connections. And so people will crave connection. We are born with a connection to begin with. We are born to a mother and a father. So there is that type of connection. Now, not in all cases is that connection nurtured. There are a lot of different things that happen right up in there, but you are born connected. Whether you get to the person experiences that connection from the start or to the degree in which a person experienced that connection, there is on a basic, on the highest level, a connection. And with that, we were designed to crave connection. Amen. Some connections... Are better than others. Look at Proverbs chapter 18. Look at verse 24. Word of God says this, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Look at Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loveth at all times and a brother is born
1: for adversity, some connections are better than others. Amen. That relationship where there's true friendship involved and interwoven within that connection. one that is built on the principles of love and holiness and righteousness. It's built on the word of God.
0: Because a relationship founded on the word of God is a relationship that will follow the word of God when difficult times come and it will operate
1: according to the word of God. So if it drops the ball, if
0: he or she drops the ball because they are governed by the principles of the scripture, because they're yielding to the Holy
1: ghost They won't leave things in a negative state, especially if they made a mistake somewhere.
0: They'll do what they can to get it right. Some connections are better than others. The best connection of them all is the one with God Almighty. Can't get no better than that. That is the cream of the crop. That is the top. You can stop (laughs) and everything else you can drop. God is the best there is. The best there ever was and the best there ever will be. He's from
1: everlasting to everlasting. Glory to God.
0: I heard he's alpha and he's omega. First and the last. I was told he's the same today as he was yesterday. And he's going to be the same forevermore. You don't get no better than that. Some relationships are better than others.
1: Some friendships, if we dial it back down to the human realm, some of them are better than others. That's just the way that it is.
0: And then there are some connections that simply should be avoided altogether. Look at Romans chapter 16, verse 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses
1: contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned uh oh here come the instruction and avoid them some of you are yoked up with the wrong group of people and you have allowed yourself to form deeper connections to folk that are straight up no good. I'm just putting it right there where it is. You have given these people power to make you feel this way and that way because you formed a bond with those that walk in unrighteousness. These are
0: the folk that shouldn't even be able to have the power to leave you feeling abandoned when they depart. They depart because they wicked in the first place. They depart because there's no strength, there's no stick to itness, there's no consistency, there's no faithfulness in them to begin with. They was always going to skip out. But because you allowed yourself to be yoked up with them, The Bible says, be ye not unequally yoked. That doesn't just apply in the realm of marriage. That's even in your friendship. Don't be unequally yoked.
1: Some of us deal with unnecessary abandonment you're feeling abandoned because somebody who shouldn't have been there in the first place decided they was gonna leave. Well, so long, see you later. Some folk need to kick rocks and keep moving because they didn't need to be there in the first place. And the disappointment is not that they left, they was always going to leave.
0: The disappointment is that we got connected with them in the first place. Now, I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned
1: and avoid them. But, Brother Walker, how would I have known that? Watch their track record.
0: When he tells you, mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine, what he is alluding to is what Jesus was telling us, that a tree is known by the fruit it bears. All you have to ever do, all I have to ever do, is watch the fallout from their actions. Why is it that there's always a problem? Why is it that there's always an issue? Why is it always drama surrounding this person? That is not someone you need to be yoked up with.
1: And certainly not one worthy of having power to make you feel abandoned when they decide to pull up stakes and leave. Bye. Get on out of here because you shouldn't have been here in the first place. I'll pray for you and hopefully one day you get it together. But at some point you got to understand and you got to decide that as for
0: me and my house, I will serve the Lord. Some point you got to decide that look, I'm not following the crowd. I don't care what everybody else does and where everybody else is going. I'm not going outside a camp and into somebody else's camp where God don't dwell. I'm going to stay where God is. You got to get there. You got to get to that mindset. You need that. Some connections should be avoided altogether. Ecclesiasticus, chapter 7, verse 2, says it this way. Depart from the unjust, and iniquity shall turn away from thee.
1: Uh oh. Get away from those folk that are walking in sin.
0: Can I begin to tell you how many times I come across people wondering how come I'm struggling so much with these sins and with these things? How do I keep falling in these things? Many times it's because of the company
1: you keep. That's what he's talking about. Depart from the unjust and iniquity, that means lawlessness, shall turn away from thee. Get away from those folks that's egging you on into doing things that you know are contrary to the scripture. Don't get connected with them. Because these are folk that will not stick around. And if you give them And that authority, if you attach
0: yourself to them in such a way, when they leave, you're going to unnecessarily go through the feeling
1: of abandonment. Look at Proverbs chapter 1. Look at verse number 10. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not.
0: It don't matter how much they keep saying that, just come on, it'll be fun, it'll be this, it'll be that, and all those other kind of stuff. No, and it'll be this, I'll be that. You're going to be by yourself. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be you going alone, because as for me and my house, I will serve the
1: Lord. You got to get there.
0: Don't let people make you feel guilty about foolishness. And because you don't want to go along with them. Listen, you don't go want to go along with them because the spirit of the Lord is moving in you. And the Bible says that when the comforter comes, he'll lead you and guide you into all manner of truth. It don't sit right with you. It don't feel well. Why? Because God is not in it. And he's stirring you up, letting you know that you shouldn't be in it. My son, if sinners... Entice thee, consent thou not. Then look at verse 15 in Proverbs chapter 1. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot
1: from their path.
0: The writer's telling you, choose not to walk down that path. He's letting you know that it is a choice. You do not have to consent. You do not have to go the way of the ungodly. It is a choice. And he's saying
1: choose to not go their way. Don't yoke up and form connections. These people are not your advisors. They're not your tutors. They ought not be your mentors. Don't place them in positions in your life where they have influence over the way that you go. They're not worthy and they're not going to stick around. And if you don't want to feel the sting of abandonment in that scenario, then know them that labor among you. Nevertheless,
0: so there are some good connections, more better than others, and then there's some connections that should be avoided altogether. Nevertheless, nevertheless, there are times
1: where some connections are taken
0: from us or the thought or fear of a connection being taken or lost, unfairly or otherwise. When these things
1: happen, they can leave us or a person dealing with the feelings trying to mitigate and get through the sting of abandonment
0: and brothers and sisters i think we'll stop right here for today we will pick this back up and we'll push a little bit further in this concept in this teaching of abandonment and finding grace in abandonment because there is grace to be found We're going to push through next week, uh, go a little bit further. Until then, you all have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday morning. Tell somebody you love them. Be a friend to somebody that you know is lonely and walk upright. God bless you and have a good one.